Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 177 Kids Stuff and Hawk and Dove. Hi, pals. It's uh, week two of JLU. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And uh, I don't want to speak for you there, buddy, but uh, I can't imagine you were particularly pleased this week. I mean, look, one of them was fine. Okay. I'm, I mean, I I'm sure praise. anyone who has paid the least bit of attention to what you say is going to know which switch, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I go in depth. Oh, I know. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I almost wish we didn't have this first one just so we could uh, <laughs> just roll into it. Uh-huh. Maggie, why are you uh, grinding your teeth so much? Mm-hmm. Well, I call this this tooth hawk, and this mm-hmm. this tooth, I bet you can guess what I call it. Oh, I don't uh, want them living in my mouth and oh, sorry. making political arguments in there. Duh. I get enough of that living in this country. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, too. Well. Sorry for all of this. I w- I'd like to say I knew what I was getting into. I did not. No. I didn't. No one, no. uh, no. No one could have seen this one coming. Well, that's not true. You go back and read a lot of dystopia stuff, like a lot of early cyberpunk and a lot of, like, most everything written in the 80s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They knew exactly what was coming, and we all said, oh, what great satire. What a, what a kooky exaggeration. And now mm-hmm. we're just living in Robocop times. Yep. So great. Why do we build the torture matrix again? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody thought it was a good idea. So, no, there was money to be made. That's why. Yeah, that that, that was it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But not for us, of course. No. We realized we could feed children and uh, queer people into it and uh, make mm-hmm. a lot of money. Hey, speaking of children. Mm-hmm. I'm so good at that now. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about kids stuff, Maggie? Oh, I suppose I will. So we All open right. on Morgan Le Fay and her nasty little British man-child, Mordred. The man part, as they steal the ultimate amulet of ultimate magic or something from some Cthulhu cave. And then Mordred double steals it and banishes everyone older than him, 12, I think, to the Doctor Strangeverse. <laughs> Morgan tracks down Batman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, and Superman and turns them all into kids so they can go save the Earth. Kids love being the Justice League, unlimited. Mm-hmm. Uh, except Batman, that dude hates being 12. It is a fact universally acknowledged that you cannot be a cool, avenging hero of the night if you can't grow yourself some armpit hair. Sorry, bat child. Anyway, <laughs> Mordred uses his unlimited powers to turn Disneyland into black metal land, which honestly makes a lot of sense. Something about mm-hmm. that kid just exudes love's Warhammer 40,000 energy. <laughs> so the JL youth fight some action figures and also stumble across the Demonetrigan, who is a shitting, farting baby now, and... Oh, my God. I hate cartoon babies. Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman goes full mom on everyone, which also sucks. And then the Mm -hmm. Justice League attempt to steal Mordred's amulet. But when that plan barely works, this episode turns into a giant boy fight. Then Mordred (laughs) tries to beat them by turning into a giant boy and then also a naked grown man, which Jesus, Mm -hmm. which gets him sent to Dr. Strangeland away from the children. Thank God. So Morgan turns the Justice League back into grown-ups, and Batman celebrates being able to drive a car again. The end. So this was the one you liked, huh? I mean, I liked it more than the other one. Look. Okay. 
I, I'm just I'm picking up a lot more hostility than I would have expected. <laughs> I there's some fun dialogue in here. I really like okay. the the kid actors they got to play all of the characters. Yeah, uh, I think it's the one who plays Superman is going to come back to play Billy Batson later mm-hmm. on in JLU, which is cool. It's it's not it's not bad. It's a good concept and everything. I just don't like children. <laughs> Okay, that's that's fair, Captain Picard. You might come around someday, but and also, I really don't like Baby. Like, especially here's my bad thing: Baby Etrigan yeah. is dumb, and also he's but... basically Animal from the Muppet Babies, and I don't like it. And I don't like babies; they make okay. me nervous and upset. All right, I, I mean, you know, look, I don't love being pandered to, and if. If someone somewhere didn't make an officially licensed baby Etrigan doll, then they just hate money. Mm -hmm. Because we know three people off the top of my head who have appeared on this very show, Mm -hmm. at least, who would who would definitely buy one of those. Like that's that's like a baby Yoda thing waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I know this for a fact now is all animated movies start with a flashback to whenever the main character was a baby so they can Mm -hmm. sell baby merch that's just a thing that happens in uh animated movies now okay well that's unfortunate but Mm -hmm. i you know that's that's capitalism for you it sure is is capitalism again i i would say Mm -hmm. the design on him was like i thought it was legit cute it's not my thing at all Mm -hmm. i don't like etrigan in the first place and i'm not particularly like i know exactly the trope you're talking about that that tired Sort of just like, oh, look, it's and it's the cute one. Pfft, mm-hmm. Somebody better change his diaper. Okay. Ugh, I yeah. hate all that shit so much. Yeah, it's it's not funny. And I, I don't know who it's for exactly. But um, I think the character design on everybody was great. And I thought even, even he looked like pretty. They split the difference between they still made him look exactly like Etrigan, but mm-hmm. also he looked kind of cute. I don't know. I'd like, yeah. I like the look of him. I mean, that's still Etrigan. There's also no explanation for it. No, I mean he's kind of tied to all the Morgan Le Fay stuff, right? Like, yeah, but they I didn't explain why he was here. He's just like they get dropped into a pit, mm-hmm. like so much Star Wars. And oh, it's then, exactly the bit from Return of the Jedi where yeah. you, the thing opens and you expect the Rancor, and instead it's this little baby. Yeah, and I'm just like. Ugh. I, I yep. get I get it. I get who this is for. I get who would enjoy this. It's just it's not me. No, and I've I've come around a bit on episodes like the, the sort of high concept gimmick episodes like this. Mm. Like it, I famously bitched about Rascals when we were yeah. covering Next Gen. And then when we got to it, it was like, all right, this isn't so bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel the same way here. There's a, there's a lot of good stuff in here. And I I like like I said, I like the character designs. I think mm-hmm. all the kid versions of them look great. And actually, my good thing. Uh, little John Stewart in particular, mm-hmm. the writing on him, the performing, the animation, all of it, like, is a delight. We've talked about him not being a very good imaginative Green Lantern. Like, yeah, he he'll just make a fist to punch you, or he'll make a weight to to weigh you down. But that's it. He doesn't mm-hmm. like, you know, so many different versions of the, the the comics. Green Lanterns do cool stuff with their rings. That was the point of Kyle, wasn't it? Like, he's well, an I artist. Mean, that's, so I'll he, get the, into that in a sec. But yeah, yeah. but he's like, he does cool shit with his powers and mm. uh, like i so what i sort of gather from that is like that's always in there in john stewart and becoming a marine and becoming a real serious sort of stiff guy kind of kind of like got that out of him but yeah, like, i could do this i could do that but uh beams i will do beams i what i what i really got thinking i it, this just occurred to me 
was static vibes. Oh yeah. And not yeah. not because not because he was black, no. but because he's sort of an enthusiastic nerd who loves mm-hmm. doing this and is really excited. The first thing is like Oh, God, when I was a kid, I needed glasses. I need glasses now. And he, he with his ring, makes big fucking Urkel glasses. Yep. And then everyone makes fun of him. And so he turns it into like a cool Green Lantern, like a like a domino mask thing. Well, he, but, he turns it into Kyle's mask specifically. Oh, well, that's cute. Yeah. I didn't catch that because I wasn't really a Kyle guy, but that's cute. I was just thinking um, about it. It's just like all of his, like, John Stewart as a kid is just Kyle, Kyle Rayner. All right. Well. Like I said, I I never got into him in the comics, and that's that's sure. me be not being fair because there is a good idea for a character. There. Mm. It's just I just resented that whole wave of comics killing off the the characters I was invested in and saying, uh, and here's now a kid who is them mm-hmm. instead. Ugh. Yep. Okay, whatever. Um, or you know, hey, Spider Man was a clone the whole time. Guess what? Ugh. This okay. is a bad story. All right, well, let's do it for three years. Oh boy, we, and we'd have no ending in mind. We're just gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just keep treading water, boys. But um, comics, yes. <laughs> but but like little John Stewart, like I can I absolutely see what you're saying that he's probably based on Kyle Rayner. But like I, he just he had that static because he was a nerd. He wasn't just mm-hmm. like like the cool sort of athletic kid that everyone sort of rallies around. Like he was a bit of like I get a little bit of a loser vibe from him, but in a lovable way. And we've kind of touched on that, too, because, like, he was the one who was, like, super enthusiastic about the uh, the Justice League or the Justice Society uh, guys. Remember? Right. Yeah. Fake like, I love that. Right. I love the idea that they like, oh, yeah, he was a nerd. Let's make him like let's make him like an enthusiastic little little nerd again. Yeah. But also he was a Marine and they don't encourage that kind of thing. So he's mm-hmm. probably over the years, he's kind of forgotten how to be that kid. But, the, but yeah. it's in there somewhere. Mm hmm. Yeah. I, no, I, I like that. And again, all the all the character designs like they had they had. The heads were probably too big, but they, mm-hmm. they fit the sort of Bruce Tim. Like they they all were proportioned like um um fuck uh second Robin. Why am I oh, uh, Tim. Tim Tim yeah. Drake? Yeah. No, like they, they all look uh, exactly they like him. very well. Yeah, exactly. They all look like you take a fucking Funko Pop and maybe stretch the body out a little bit. Yeah. My Funko and, Pops. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's uh like he was he was fun. They they yeah. were all fun to some extent. Like the 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 broody Batman worked for me too. Like it was all good. I but, I really enjoyed Batman. Batman has no idea how to be a kid, and also he hates the idea that he is a kid. Well, they hit he's, on. He's so embarrassed. It's f- so funny. Well, that's your good thing, right? Oh yeah. Uh, there's you know, like I said, there's some really cute dialogue in this one, and I just also <laughs> really like Batman being mad that he's a kid. This is. This is my reaction if I end uh-huh. up as a kid again. It's just like, oh, God. Well, and they, without copying that next-gen episode, they hit the same note they mm-hmm. did in Rascals, which is Ensign Rowe in particular was turned into a kid. And she's like, yeah, when I was a kid, that's when all the genocide and shit happened. I don't yeah. want to be reminded of this. And he's like, like, someone says, aren't you happy to be a kid again? And he's like, I haven't been happy since I was seven. So why mm-hmm. do I want to be seven again? Like, yeah, and it, like, yeah you're right. This, I get this- it. Uh, this sucks, actually. I've actually been frozen at this age since then anyway, but mm-hmm. at least I I have a body that can do something about it. Yeah. I, I kind of wish they leaned more into the fact that, like, like now he's just a 12-year-old or, like, a 12-year-old yeah. without any of his, like, you know, like, muscles or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, if well, it's just like, great, I'm also extremely ineffectual. 
Well, there's I, this kind of ties into my bad thing. Mm. I don't quite follow the story logic of them being kids. Not not the technical like it's magic, whatever. But oh, yeah. They're obviously not just small versions of the same characters. Like if they were identical to the way we know them, only little, I would get that. They talk and act like actual kids. They they their vocabulary changes. Their mm-hmm. reactions to things change. And uh, the writing on that is all solid. Like, but they clearly have their memories and experiences. Like, they know how to use their powers. Batman can still do all his Batman stuff. Yeah. They recognize who Etrigan is, so they remember things. Like, either of those things work for me, but there's a weird middle ground between, so are they sort of brought back in time where they're kids and they don't know how to use their powers yet and all that, or... Are they just in kid bodies, but they're the same people? Like, mm-hmm. which, which one is it? You know, and yeah. I, I know the explanation is it's magic, which means it works however we want it to, which is exactly why I don't love stories about magic. Like, I'm not, this isn't me taking a snarky swipe at magic stories. This mm-hmm. is, gets to the root of why magic stories bug me. It's because, like, every time the rules are different, because it's like, well, whatever we need it to be is what it is. And I sure. don't, I, I just don't like that. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I, I just, I feel like, uh, I feel like there's, like a lot of potential here for just what are these guys? What are these guys like as as kids? You know? Yeah, that's fine. And Wonder again, Woman was clay when she was a kid. Like, yeah, I think I I may be remembering wrong. I think someone corrected me on this, but I thought they ended up saying going with the clay thing in this. Mm-hmm. We do discuss her origins because we find out who her father is at some point. But yeah, I, maybe they don't do the. I don't. I don't remember. I might also be mixing it up with one or more of the uh, DVD movies we did. So yeah, that's the other. We've seen like five of these things at at some point, you know. Like yeah, who knows? We're so old and tired. Uh huh. But we're still here. Uh huh. Still doing it. Um, I, I I know I used to be good at this kind of thing. Like this was the kind of crap that my brain fired on automatically. It's like, I can tell you exactly what fucking universe this. Uh, yeah, but you haven't. To. I, I, if you have seen all of JLU, I don't know. I didn't think you had. But JLU, you had, I have seen all of, I believe. Okay. But it's been, I think you saw it when it aired, right? Which is yes. almost 20 years ago. It started mm-hmm. in 2004. Yep. So quite some time ago. I, I forget if I mentioned this or not, because I forget everything now. Um, mm-hmm. But like the nostalgia that fires off watching watching this yeah, show you did. Is, is just like, woo. Because that was your defense of the opening music, which you acknowledged wasn't great. But also because you have such sentimental attachment to it. You still oh, yeah. It. 100%. Yeah, I understand that. Justice League. You got the uh, grown-ups all being sent to the land of flying mountains, which you must have loved. Oh, I love a flying mountain, famously. Uh I mean, I think that goes back to one of the very first episodes of our first podcast. Like, I've been railing against those since I've, you know, since I've been doing things with you. If people are unfamiliar, uh, we went to go watch the the first Avatar, which I hate. Mm -hmm. Uh and then they got to the, and I was, so I was already having a pretty bad time of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they get to the part where they're like, oh, you haven't heard of the famous flying mountains of Pandora? And you can hear me in the back row of the theater go, oh, fuck off. <laughs> you love a flying mountain. Uh, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I was just like throughout this episode, like. I liked this despite all the reasons I shouldn't like it, to be mm-hmm. entirely honest. Like, there yeah, were, that's kind of my feeling, too. They, it was it, it. They do a few of these tropey ones in jail. Yeah. Like they they more than in any of the other series, they decided we'll do a brain swap episode. We'll yeah. do a like uh, wonder. The DC Wiki genuinely helpfully points out 
Uh, Wonder Woman gets her body gets transformed into three different things over the course of the series. She'll turn mm-hmm. into a pig, I think, next week for us, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then um, she gets turned into something. Oh, she gets the, uh, at some point. Grodd turns the whole planet into apes and she's a gorilla. So like, oh, that's right. Get a lot of different like Wonder Woman turning into shit in this in this series. So, OK. Where's that uh, uh, writer's barely disguised fetish uh, gif? I I don't. I hope their fetish isn't making her a twelve-year-old. Because no, thank you. Yeah, seriously. Um, but even like, I I wrote this down. There was some character uh, delivered a line that contained the word rot, treachery, mm-hmm. and realm in the same sentence, <laughs> and. That was me from the back row of the theater going, oh, fuck off. I could, I could, I could see your lips just curling. What raw, what treachery have you wrought in my realm? In oh, my shut realm. Up. <laughs> shut I mean, up. basically, I know you barely, you might know this reference through pop culture osmosis, but um, mm. uh, putting this kid in charge was just uh, Joffrey from um, Game of Thrones. Like, it was oh, yeah, 100% of it exactly is. that. Like, the snotty kid. Like, mm-hmm. It was good. I, he's... He's not a bad villain, but it's weird that he's come back a couple of times. Yeah, I don't know. Like sometimes he's not people... that good, but yeah. Well, it's just but, it's very again, it's very oh well. Yeah, I I mean that doesn't bother me, but it's it feels strange some of the the wells they go back to instead mm-hmm. of just like yeah, we'll do one good story with this guy from the comics and we're done with him. No, yeah, this is a recurring villain. Well, it's I, I mean do... in the next one, you know, like it's yeah, well, it's like uh, Ares yeah. is back, you know. Uh, no, we we didn't actually have him before. It was Hades last time. Oh, God. Well. Yeah. I know. <sighs> They're basically the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know mythology at all. I was mm-hmm. I looked a few things up to make sure I got it right. But um, yeah. Yeah. Different guy. Um, all right. But um, I, th- I feel like a mother keeping her son eternally young has uh, maybe unintentional, but but some serious pervert vibes to it. Oh, seriously. Well, and then at the but, end when she's like, I'll take care of you forever. And it's like an old man. Oh, I love that ending because I mean, it's very EC comics when he when he what they did basically is they tricked him like it was a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you in the beginning, he's like, don't send a man to do a boy's job or something like that. And they turned it around on him and they're, they're like, well, if you're king, why aren't you a man? Like, why don't you just like you have ultimate power right now why yeah. aren't why are you still a kid and he's like oh that's a good point i should make myself a man and he does which undoes the eternal youth spell mm. that his mom put on him which makes sense that 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 magic completely the logic there completely checks out she yeah. made you young and you made yourself not young so that's you, you've undone it and so what that does is make him his actual age which is 10 million years old yep he's still He's still immortal, mm-hmm. but now he's his proper age. So she's like, I guess I will feed you baby food for the rest of your life. Forever. Which will be forever. Fun. Cool. What a fun situation you've worked yourself into there. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Um, My father will hear of this. Mm-hmm. You don't have a father. <laughs> You're too old to have a father. You, you, are, you are Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, I have this note, Kirby Crackle, the easiest way to get those people started on an hour long diatribe about Jack Kirby. Oh, hello. <laughs> I actually, uh, they do a really neat, uh, effect with, uh, I they think do. it's some of the wolves they bring to life where it's just like, 
it's like moving around the eyes and stuff. And I'm just like, that's a really good execution of what that looks like. Yeah, because it's it's a very well known static effect in on a page, but mm-hmm. making an animate is something very different. And they did they did do a good job. It's just one of those things that you know, it's like, uh oh, the the kids, the the young. The young, freshly scrubbed fellows with the ties and carrying the Bibles are knocking on my door. I'm going to pretend I'm not home now. Yeah. That's that's what it's like talking to Jack Kirby fans. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, I've heard of him. Thank you. <laughs> okay, but have he you heard He was very important. I, he's very important. I understand. Like, that's been my thing the whole time. I do like Kirby and I respect him and I understand his place mm-hmm. in, in comics history. But, okay, can we talk about someone else for a minute, please? Can we talk about poor dead Keith Giffen for a minute, maybe? Oh, yeah, that sucks. I mean... You know, if you got to go, mm-hmm. he wrote himself the very best fucking exit line ever. That was so fucking funny. Um, this is a Facebook post that says, uh, I told them I was sick. Anything to get out of New York Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> and the last the last thing he ever said to anyone was Bwahaha, which was the thing from uh, yep. JLI, which uh, made me happy. Here, here's the thing I was thinking about. Like I like I said, I famously have never read all of JLI, and yeah. I think I'm probably going to now. Um, mm-hmm. But I have all I ha- what I have done is read a shit ton of Keith Giffen comics over the years. Well, it's because he. I mean, uh, my awareness of him starts in the early '80s. He might mm-hmm. go back further than that, but like he wrote Legion for a really long time. Yep. I did not realize until the headlines said, uh, "Hey, this guy co-created Rocket Raccoon." I didn't know. Yep. That. Yep. With uh, Bill Mantlo. I was gonna, yeah, that's the name that usually kicks in my head for for that. I didn't realize mm. that Giffen was also involved. I knew he did a little for Marvel, but I thought yeah. most of his stuff with was DC. The and stuff I he did the um, he did the Annihilation miniseries. I which I don't know uh, that one. What is it, that? It's really good. It launched like uh, it basically started the reboot of Marvel's cosmic stuff, which is what led ah. to Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, I fucking loved that book. When when was that? Uh, this would have been early 2000, like 2004, 2005, maybe. Okay. So sort of your peak, like, like comics. Like exactly. Time when we met on the message board and so yep, forth. Yep, yep. Okay. When the show was on, as a matter of yep. fact. College Maggie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Deeply depressed College Maggie. Can't imagine why. Uh, oh, I have a list somewhere, trust me. Mm. Well, I mean, uh, this episode features an actual on-screen appearance of George W. Bush. That might have figured in there somewhere. That was a big one. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was an odd choice. So they show the kids being like reacting to the various things happening and it's a classroom. And so they yes. have a picture of the president up and it makes sense. But mm-hmm. I always prefer the, the the comic book universe having the fictional president. Just like yeah. even during presidents I like, even during like Obama, I, I prefer it's just it's a guy. It might even be similar to a president you recognize, mm-hmm. but it's not the same one. Yeah. Is it makes it a, a little more timeless too. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yes. Is that a thing? Like, does every classroom have, like, a picture of the president or something? Uh, no, I don't know. When I was a kid, I don't think it was a thing. But we've gotten a little more, you know, nationalistic and everything. So you don't it's say. possible. They make us say the fucking loyalty pledge every morning, which is, you know. <sighs> like, when you when you say that out loud to someone from another country, you're like, what? Yeah, no, we didn't really? do that. Yeah, well. Isn't this normal? Don't you uh, don't you swear allegiance to your flag every day? Mm-hmm. What? No. What is that? What are mm-hmm. you guys talking about? Don't you sacrifice an infant uh, to? Uh, oh, to you would love that. You flag? hate babies. I mean, look, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I will say though, like the um, so this like this wave comes over and takes away all the grown ups. Mm-hmm. The reactions, the series of like 
every group of kids you're with. First, the classroom. Mm-hmm. There's some kids at like an amusement park. There's some like just various. Oh, there's some uh, graffiti, like kids painting graffiti and a cop's sidling up to them. Yep. Like in every case, they're like, yay. Mm-hmm. It's really nobody's, funny. Nobody's scared. Yeah. Like. It's uh, it's it's a good choice because yes, of course, a classroom full of children will be delighted that the teacher just poofed away. Oh shit, we get to go home. Yeah, or we could stay here with our friends and have fun, and no one will stop us. Yeah, either way. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking d- about this episode, and I was just like, it would be really interesting to cut to what Robin's up to. It would, but now we are definitely in the era of the bad embargo. Oh, absolutely. Sure. I mean, honestly. That'd be a fun angle on this. Oh, yeah. Robin's like uh, has like, almost in charge. Like mm-hmm. and Batman maybe has to listen to him for a minute or something. Yeah. He's like, well, I actually outrank you and actually, you know, mm-hmm. I'm go- I, like, I don't, I don't know how you would how you would come up with a reason for that, but I bet you could. I'm sure you could. Look, I'm, yeah. I may be 12, but I got here the long way. So, yeah, exactly. Um. The DC Wiki had some uh, pretty good stuff for this show so far. Like, there's a lot of various pieces of information about JLU that they have consolidated into one source Mm -hmm. for us, which is, like, genuinely handy. Like, I'm glad someone took DVD commentary and various things people have tweeted and all that and just put it all in one place, like, one central place so I don't have to do a ton of research. I just go to this thing. This is Um, why we have wikis, not so you can, like, grind your fucking... Uh, well, acts about uh, whatever. What? How the Joker came back? Mm-hmm. Well, how did he come back, Al? I don't know. If there's not a reason, it doesn't make any sense. I guess it was magic. Mm-hmm. Um, I used magic. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm the magic Joker now. Well, I mean, next month for our patrons, we'll be covering that inf- that episode of The Brave and the Bold. So, yep. uh, patreon.com slash Algar. Mm-hmm. There you go. Now I'm um, a wizard. Sure. Um, that said though, like they have a lot of good stuff, but they still have gems like this. Um, this is Mm -hmm. a, this is a direct reading right now. Somehow the cow Mordred conquered up in response to a hungry child has five teats instead of the normal bovine standard of four. I hope someone got fired for this blunder. It's a magic cow. Somehow. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, okay, it's an animation error, first of all. Mm-hmm. Someone made a mistake is somehow, you dink. Yeah. But yeah, if you really want to explain it in-universe, it's magic, and maybe Mordred's, uh, or yeah, maybe he's never seen a cow. Also, it's a hungry like, baby. The more teats means more milk. That's true. That's also, just science. But I don't want to go overboard. Ugh. So I'll just give it one extra one. It's fine. I made you a teat cow. It's just made out of teats. I don't want mm. this, and so does no one else. Yep, that would be amazing. <laughs> Kill me. Actually, there's a. I don't know if you noticed this. There's a. There's a really good detail. The cow's only on screen for three seconds, maybe. Mm-hmm. But the little girl is like, "Hey, I have an infant." baby brother or sister i don't remember but uh you know like an infant to care for and the grown-ups are gone the fuck do i do and he's like i don't know here's a cow that's where you get milk from and Mm -hmm. she's like great now i have to figure out how to milk a cow and to get that into him that's (laughs) this is not much help but i guess i got what i asked for so thank you she just leads it off just like well well the look on her face is great but the look on the cow's face (laughs) is what i'm getting at which is very bored like Mm -hmm. it was a real it's a living yep (laughs) He didn't say it, but mm-hmm. he might as well have. Nope. Excuse me, she. 
Teats. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Don't mean to misgender a cow. <clears throat> All right. I, nor do I mean to make light of the idea of, of uh, gendering people. <laughs> Just to be clear. I want to be fair. Hang on. Help me out here, my trans good friend. How am I digging? <laughs> Just tell me how uh-huh. to dig up. Uh-huh. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> ah, you fucking millennials with your pronouns. I'm just going to watch you squirm. This is fun. In my day, we had nouns and verbs, and that was it. And uh-huh. nothing else. Mm-hmm. How was it? I don't know. We didn't have adjectives. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, I think. Let me see here. Uh, oh, there's a shot of them walking. Like, once they get turned back into, into grownups, there's a shot of them walking away, and all I can think is, so who wants to hit a bar? Mm. There's, so in that very shot, Mm-hmm. That is where they have the, uh, hey, Batman, how did you feel about being a kid? Well, I hated being a kid. And, like, he, like they're all already walking away and he's further behind them. Mm-hmm. And they don't say it, but it sure feels like, uh, is he going to talk about his murdered parents again? <laughs> and Superman's you know, my parents just like, were mur- we know, Bruce. Superman's just like, my whole planet was murdered, including my parents. And I trying to get on with my life man mm-hmm. i'm still sad about it but i don't talk i don't bring it up every chance i get it bums people out man gee bruce if only there was like someone you could hire who you could talk to about these feelings yeah i did his name is alfred i was gonna say someone who's been there for you pretty much before your parents died and ever since no nah, nobody like that in my life men will swear a uh, uh <laughs> swear to defeat all crime uh to avenge their dead parents before going to therapy and 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 take the form of whatever happens to crash into their window before going to therapy. Yes, father, I will become a disorientated pigeon. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> Does that get you as much as Caw? Not as much. Coo is Caw's younger brother. Right, exactly. It's pretty good, but uh, it's not the same. All right. Well, hey, speaking of brothers. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, I'm God. so good at this now. <laughs> Let me tell you about Hawk and Dove. Oh, shit, wait, uh, hang on. Before we do that. You had a quote. I'm sorry. Oh, I yeah, wanna... I did. This is my quote. You two, knock it off. What are you going to do? You're just a kid. I'm the kid with laser beams coming out of his eyes. It's a good quote. Mm-hmm. I did not pay attention to what it is. What, mm-hmm. what it, it's just okay. Superman talking about his laser beam eyes. Yeah. Well, that is that is actually very good. Yeah. Okay. Now on to Hawk and also Dove. Here we go. We open with some guy forging something. Oh, come on, another one of these? <laughs> the thing that gets forged is called, a, I don't know, an eradicator or a kilotron or some shit. They try to pass it off as a robot, but I literally just watched some He-Man looking asshole who looks like Ed Asner and sounds like Ed Asner fucking forge this thing in the fires of Mount blah, 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 or the blood of his father's house. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> The dude who commissioned this phobot is Ares, the Greek god of war, and he intends to sell his advanced weaponry to mortal Earth guys to advance his own sinister agenda. And if this sounds exactly like that Superman plot where that guy Kanto did the same basic thing, assisted by someone who sounds like Ed Asner, well, that's because it is. Ares is even voiced by the same guy who voiced Kanto, Michael York. I can't imagine this is all a coincidence, but I also can't imagine what it actually means. Speaking of coincidences coincidences that don't actually mean anything, Michael York played Basil Exposition in the Austin Powers movie, and Maggie just referenced Basil Exposition to me, like, less than a week ago. Look, I just told you it didn't mean anything. Let's just move on, all right? (laughs) 
<laughs> that was for Maggie. Yay. So Aries goes to Earth to do business under the name Mr. Sarah, which seems like it would lead to an obvious Michael Sarah joke. But then I realized this is Aries spelled backwards, which is some <laughs> real Alucard shit. Go whip a fucking candle. Um, <laughs> Maybe I will. He sells his magic robot, itchy and scratchy or saved, to... <laughs> One side of a war in Kaznia, that made-up country that Wonder Woman's almost girlfriend Audrey is queen of. Audrey actually gets mentioned in dialogue, and this is a Wonder Woman story, so I had high hopes that they would be reunited. But instead of giving us something Maggie would really love to see, they give us something Maggie absolutely hates, Hawk and Dove. Look, I'm not crazy about them either, but after a decade and a half of podcasting together, we've learned to size up who hates something more, and then step aside to allow our co-host first right of angry tirade. All you really need to know for the purposes of my summary is that they're two brothers named Hank and Don. Hank and Don. Which, yeah, it's that dumb comic book thing where it almost sounds like Hawk and Dove, but also Hank is the aggressive risk-taking one and Don is the reserved wussy one, so it's a little weird that neither of them go into a saw-your-own-clone coma before the half hour is up. <laughs> Wonder Woman enlists the help of these two crumb bombs, or possibly crampons, <laughs> to stop the murder-nator, and then it turns out the only winning move is not to play. Which is the second reference in as many weeks to that specific part of the seminal Eddie Deason film, War Games. Yes, somehow the answer to this particular crisis ends up being pacifism, a legitimate philosophical position I have held for my entire adult life, and I still fucking hated it. I mean, not as much as Maggie does. But that might simply come down to the fact that she'd be willing to punch these characters in the face if they existed, and I would not. That is true. I would happily punch both of these idiots. Like, the episode ends giving us a speech about a, a thing that I genuinely, b strongly believe in, and I'm like, shut up. <laughs> well, okay, here's the here's the thing. Yes. I have always loathed talking to them. These guys have been uh, around forever. Before before you get started, I want to mention, and this isn't just a another plug for our Patreon. I mean, mm -hmm. this episode is available through our Patreon, but these characters appeared in The Brave and the Bold, and you, you have mentioned this to a smaller segment of our audience before, so I... I know full well you hate these characters. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing, though. In that, they were just kind of goofy. In this, they try to take it more seriously, and I hate yep. that even more. Mm-hmm. So, well, they turned this 60s idea into, a like, a, a 2004 idea. Exactly. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. They, they're like if a shitty political comic was just two dudes who hated each other. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, these guys were around, and I hated them because they were boring. And now I hate them because they're boring and also dumb. Here's how this works. Hank's or Hawk is the right wing guy. Dove mm -hmm. is the left wing guy. And they bicker all the time. That's the gimmick. Mm -hmm. Also, they have nothing powers like their their shit is so it's just I'm fast and I'm strong. And they're mm -hmm. both that like it's not even just like one of them's fast and one of them's strong. Like, hey, the guy who uh, loves fighting is strong and the guy who is like peaceful is fast. No, that would make sense. Fuck. Well, that. yeah, because the, 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 the guy who doesn't want to fight can run away. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Also, the costumes suck. Yeah, there's a real weird impractical aspect to Hawk's costume where it's mm -hmm. got these ribbons that sort of stick out of his midsection, and I don't understand what they're supposed to be or how they work. And Dove just has, like, a picture of a dove on his hat, and I just want to punch him so much. I never mm -hmm. want to stop punching this idiot. Mm -hmm. But, like, what really got me in this is just they both come off as two white-ass college boys who just learned about what politics are, and now they won't shut up about them. Oh, Dove definitely has a T-shirt with uh, Che Guevara on it. Exactly. 
And, like, fucking, this episode basically ends with Dove reenacting the Tiananmen Square thing ex- with the, um, the... Standing the in front of the tank, yeah. Sorry? Standing in front of the tank, right. Exactly. With the Annihilator armor as the tank. Except mm-hmm. that he is a super-powered white guy who is interfering in a war about which he knows nothing. And mm-hmm. that's just, that's the characters. They're two white dudes who who have no grasp of what their actual p- political opinions are. They just want to get in the way of everything. And I loathe them. I agree with you completely. Not not as not as adamantly, but I agree with you. <laughs> I I will give partial credit because they did it infinitely better with, with Green Arrow. But this show's willingness to not just say the word politics, but actually try to get into what that means. Oh, especially right, like... Yeah, then, like during coming out. post 9-11 when mm-hmm. Bush fucking bamboozled everyone into thinking Iraq was a good idea and, yeah. and all that bullshit. Like, and for this show to say, and, and to actually come out on the side of, of the Dove, like philosophically speaking, mm. not the character Dove, like is, that's that's pretty amazing for a children's show. Even for a, mm-hmm. like a lot of people were scared and like, no, we need to get behind the president right now. We need to, yeah. we, like, this is a, this is a scary time and we don't always agree with him, but we gotta, like, we gotta stop the bad guys or this is going to happen again. And yeah, like, no, I remember it. I wasn't even living in this country then. Yeah, it was bad. It was really, yeah. I worked for the military during this time. So, uh, oh God, yeah. guess what I heard all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is like the guys picking a fight in the bar almost uh, apart from not swearing constantly, mm-hmm. uh, like sounded a lot like the people I was around, like genuinely sounded like Bush supporting. Why do you hate the troops? Why do you hate freedom? Like they wrote them correctly. It yeah. was weird to see in a kid's show. Mm-hmm. And like I said, partial credit for wanting to have the conversation. The problem is they didn't have anything to say. Yeah, seriously. They started a conversation and then that's it. Like, it's okay, okay well, what do you think what? about that? Uh, yeah. Peace is good, and he thinks war is good. But, I mean, the episode ends up coming down on the side of, like, the, every every story, like, every sci-fi type story that's been written at least since the 50s, since, like, the mm-hmm. people started reacting to the existence of the, the atom bomb. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, there's too much power in the hands of crazy people, and we need to all stop and take a beat and talk and like that's a good message but yeah. it really doesn't come across here they both just seem like insufferable douchebags like you correctly say oh god i hate them so much i will give another piece of credit this i don't i don't know if you caught this mm. the casting is is very inspired oh yeah, Dove, isn't it uh, I, it's it's fred savage and jason hervey who played his older brother on the wonder years that's so right they played very famous very famously played like Brothers and brothers who did not get along, if I remember the Wonder Years. Yeah, and I think Jason Hervey, I know, in a very minor part, was sort of the. Uh, he was, I think, he was Scott Farkas. No, he wasn't, but he played a lot of bullies. He played mm-hmm. like a, a lot of like the the kid who picks on the hero. And yeah, um, they switched them around in this. Fred Savage was the tough one, as I rec- as I think I was reading this. I might oh, have this wrong, but I think that's correct. And and uh, Jason Hervey was the the gentle one, which uh, that's kind of. But regardless, even if I have that wrong, it's still it's cool stunt casting. Like yeah, Fred Savage was at the point where he's like, I don't want everyone to think of me as this kid rolling anymore. Like maybe I'll do some voice work and then work my way back into some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, oh by the way, 
if I'm playing this character, you could cast the other guy as my brother. That's a that's a cool idea. Yeah. But I hated like I hated the characters, but that's not the the voice actor's fault. Yeah. No, I yeah. L- like look, if I was somehow tricked into making a uh Hawk and Doug ep- D- Hawk and Doug uh-huh. <laughs> a Hank and Dean episode. Uh-huh. Uh and, and then was and then was like okay so I guess I'll make some brothers be uh, like mm-hmm. some TV brothers be the yeah. characters I don't That's know not a bad choice yeah I don't know I still feel bad enough about being tricked into making a Hawk and Dove episode yeah and it's they're the kind of characters that you just want to show walking around in the Watchtower That's exactly acknowledge that they existed they. I agree with you that their costumes suck, but they are visually distinctive. There aren't a lot of guys who have white costumes. They absolutely work in uh, one of those background, one of those like crowd shots where you're like, look at all the guys that they hired. Because the only other one I can think of who wears mostly white is Ice, and she's always with fire. So you're definitely going to know who that is. Yeah. It's just, but watching this, I'm just like, you gave Hawk and Dove a whole episode and my boy gets nothing. Yeah, I know. I, I will counter with this, though. If they did a Blue Devil episode, there'd be people saying, ugh, why? Like, these guys are somebody's favorite character, I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. And it's, those people are objectively wrong, but, yep. you know, there you go. Uh, what was your good thing? Did you manage to find one? Oh, yeah. I thought the Annihilator armor was pretty cool. All right. It's like if Jack Kirby created the Destroy armor. Oh, oh I'm, go, I'm being informed that he did create the Destroy armor. Okay, well, it's <laughs> like if the Destroy armor was from the fourth world. Okay. I really thought they were doing like another Marvel thing with this. Like, we were five mm-hmm. seconds into it. it's like, oh, they made a, they made the fucking destroyer armor from Thor comics. Are we doing like a Thor riff? No, well, wasn't not really. that in the first Thor movie too? Yes, it was. Yeah, that's what I thought. Shoots lasers out of his face. Sure, fine, whatever. Should call mm-hmm. him Laserface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, is your name Laserface? <laughs> um, I. You had another, like, this isn't your, your you know, trademarked, we invented this good thing. Mm-hmm. But um, but I, I know you also in- very much enjoyed the way uh, Diana looked in her. Like, oh, her yeah, off. fuck. Uh, so this is, I think this is the second time after uh, the the series finale for Justice League where we see Diana out of the costume. Mm-hmm. And they really lean into, like, the Linda Carter of it all. Like, it's yeah, like kind of you... a. Go ahead. So she wears like a kind of like kind of seventies ass like all white thing with like a little amulet and stuff. It's really it feels like a combination of like Linda Carter, Wonder Woman, and like when Wonder Woman just wore like a white jumpsuit for two years. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, is that it's sort of it's sort of a nod, at least a little bit subtly, to like the the seventies. Like, okay, we need to this costume is a mess, and they're not wrong. But mm-hmm. also by that point, sorry, it's iconic, even though it's a mess. Yeah, people expect it now because that's just and. The, the only one who managed, I think, to make it look good was Darwin Cook, who's like, okay, we'll take what makes this unique, but we'll also lean into the, like, the, the mythological aspect yeah, of the, it and the, make it- the make, Greek mythology of it all. Yeah, and make it look more like armor and less like a bikini or a, yeah. a, a bathing suit. And that's that's worked so well that that's just kind of what she looks like now? Yeah. But at this point, they hadn't really done that yet, so- mm-hmm. Like this was, th- but yeah, as, as far as being her off time and like, I didn't quite get the Linda Carter thing until they did sort of a close up. Like t- it was, it was a shot that was low enough that you could see the bottom of her pants and she had bell bottoms. It's like, okay, yep. that is some seventies ass fucking pants there. 
Yeah, that's in. They do that in uh, Starcross too, where it's just like, mm. oh shit, she's wearing bell bottoms because of course she would. Yeah, and she's got like the uh, the top the, the 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 high ponytail. Yeah, which I don't. There's something about that visually that I associate with tougher women, and I don't know mm-hmm. if that's just I I don't know what that like maybe because you can see their neck. Oh, maybe. So you can sort of see that they're that they're more muscular. I I don't know, but I it it signals it signals that she's like for some reason to me that that she's mm. tough and i don't know it works it might because it, it might be a practical thing it might be like look i need to get my hair out of my face but i also yeah. don't want it getting in the way elsewhere you know otherwise so there's a there's as a, my hair gets longer and longer i appreciate that very much <laughs> there's a picture that goes around on tumblr occasionally where uh it's a drawing of wonder woman putting her hair up in a scrunchie and it's like wonder woman put her ha- put her hair up we're fucked mm-hmm Really? She doesn't just have a tiny lasso for that? I guess not. She should. That would rule. Yeah. That would be on brand. Little gold, uh, what the fuck are these things called? I don't know. She said picking up a hair tie. Oh, they're called hair ties. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just use scrunchies. Mm-hmm. Scrunchies are good, too. I got a few of those. My wife knitted me a scrunchie. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I also have one that's the... got little sparkle lights in it. That thing rules. Ooh. Um, but enough about see. my hair care products. Mm-hmm. Um, so my good thing mm-hmm. is odd. All right. For whatever reason, there was a lot of extra care put into animating Ares, particularly his face. Mm-hmm. Like there's the scene where he's he's got his angry tirade at the Kaznian general, and he's just really it's really detailed expressions, really articulate. Like, the way his eyes move, the way his mouth moves, you could see little, like, flecks of spittle coming out. Like, it was yeah. just, like, and and the DC Wiki told me, because, again, I'm not very familiar with, uh, with, with mythology. For whatever reason, I never got it in school, and I didn't have enough interest on my own to read about it, and I regret, like, I wish I had. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I'd taken a little more of an interest of that when I was a kid, I might be more into fantasy shit now. Sure. But I, regardless, I just don't know that much about it. Um. But uh, the DC Wiki did helpfully point out that he is supposed to be one of the more, like, handsome-looking gods. And they even there's even, like, a line of dialogue about how pretty he is. And, like, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. might be why. It might be just, like – and they gave him blue eyes that looked a little different than the way they normally do eyes. The irises were more clear so you could see the pupils, which yeah. kind of made them look more glassy, like, more – I don't know. They look prettier that way. They do. And he just looked, like like – he looked like a good-looking dude, and he looked like he still fit in this Bruce Tim modeled world, but he also moved and, and spoke in a way that looked a little different than the other characters. And I, I, I don't know. I thought it worked. Well, can I kind of like that as a concept for, like, a god character? Like, I love the idea of, like, yeah, these Where guys look... a little... Yeah, a little off, They're, they're a not, little more, you know? Yeah, exactly. They're they're the exaggerated versions of humans. Exactly, Yeah. But not to the point where they look like cartoons exactly. Just they're they're more perfect or whatever. No, it's just this is this is more of a dude. Yeah, and then on the other hand, the the contrast was supposed to be the dude making him the uh, armor, and I don't, I didn't, I didn't write down his name unfortunately. The dude voiced by Ed Asner. Oh yeah, uh, I could. They, they say it once, and it's like a real long like. He's supposed to be hideous looking, and they do a good job of that. Mm-hmm. And also, when Wonder Woman comes to find out what's going on, he's just leering at her the whole time. He eh. he makes he he full on references her tits. Uh huh. He sure does. Like, I made that armor for your mother, but you fill it out a lot better. Oh, and he's God, like looking up. her up and down, and like, yeah, I could let that out for you. Okay, gross. Thanks. 
Uh, speaking of Wonder Woman, my bad thing. Mm-hmm. Between the last episode and this one, they still do not know what the fuck they're doing with Wonder Woman. That's true. Like, in that one, you called this out. She was the nagging mom. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention this, but yeah. Hands on hips, rolling her eyes. Oh, you boys, which I I fucking hate that kind of character. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't like it when it's a dude either, but it's it's more like sexist when it's a woman because there's only one woman and she's got to be the one killing everybody's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Here, she can't control her emotions and needs Jean to talk her down. Mm -hmm. Like some of that in the last one, too, honestly. A little bit, but it's more in this one where she's just like she's gone super aggressive. Yeah. And John's got to be like, maybe don't punch the face off of a regular dude, mm-hmm. which is like, I mean, it's good of John to say that, but it's it's bad. It's a bad look that now the team only has one lady and dudes are having to tell her to control her emotions. Yes, yeah, seriously. Like, she she feels like an active example of the bullshit reasons misogynists give for women to not have power. Mm-hmm. Like. It's fine that she has flaws. I love that all these guys are messed up in some way. That's a that's a Marvel thing, but like they're 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 allowed to use it. Yeah. It's it's a drama thing. But all of her flaws seem so grounded in every cle- like I bet she's a bad driver. Oh god. I bet if she married someone, she'd threaten him with a rolling pin. Like, come on. <laughs> she's Wonder Woman. It's a gold rolling pin, but yes. Well, of course. A golding pin. A golding pin, yep. Mhm. I love you, Al. <laughs> I love you too. Um, but yeah, I like maybe it's because Hawk Girl's not there and they're trying to make her the new Hawk Girl, eh, but that doesn't, doesn't work. work. Well, the thing is, Hawk Girl walked that very delicate line. Like mm-hmm. she was impulsive and reckless, but it never felt like, oh, that woman. Yeah. It just like, felt like, no, she's just like this. It always felt like she was impulsive and reckless because she enjoyed being impulsive and reckless, you know? Yeah, and probably part of her knew, hey, Batman will rain me in if it gets real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But Wonder Woman seemed out of control and it's just like, these are the exact reasons people gave for not voting for a woman for president or whatever. Like, just shut up. Yeah, because we did so much better out of that one. Oh, no, no, listen, listen. I know, I know. But uh, that was like, I don't think that was even the reason, but it's like, hey, they're so emotional. Uh huh. <sighs> yeah, I know. But it, it just, I wonder, and even if this, the like, I don't know. I'm not qualified, really, to say anything. Like, I'm, I'm way out of my depth. Sure. Trying to make feminist notes on this. I'm doing my best. And if if you, you know, if if you were in more of a position to know about this stuff, mm. please write in. Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail. Tell me, like, correct me. I'm happy to be corrected here. It's not that. It's just this. It, if anything else, she seems inconsistent. Let's say that. Yes. Even if this is all fine and I'm wrong about this, I'm I'm willing to be wrong about this. It's mm-hmm. just she didn't act like this before. Suddenly she does because the episode needs her to. It's like whenever you need a character to fit the plot and, and they're not strong enough that you can obviously say it's out of character, just give it to Wonder Woman. Yeah, seriously. Because you know ways that Batman will not act. Mm-hmm. But I guess Wonder Woman can just do anything because we haven't really figured out who the fuck she is. You know? I mean, yeah. That sucks. <sighs> Um, let's yeah, see just, what else. Just real discouraging, honestly. You know, it's like, come on, this character's been around for a good long Like, I mean, not even just been a Wonder mess Woman. the whole time. Like, like this char- this version of Wonder Woman's been around a while. Like, we should oh, yeah. know what her deal now, is. Two full seasons of Justice League. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And again, Hot Girl was nothing. Yeah. When they came into this series, they, they created her from the ground up. And you really could have done that with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, like, yeah, you might contradict the comics a little bit, but you so what? Just that just doesn't run matter. Away. Like yeah. fucking, just go off, man. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. I don't know. I don't have yeah. a whole lot of notes on this one. Yeah, me neither. Um. So, what else? Um. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Hmm. There's just. This goes back to a uh, thing I've enjoyed since we did post atomic horror, which is all my notes are just me yelling fuck a lot. Oh, and that is why I stepped aside and let you like look. You're gonna do the same for me. I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. This is just how you do. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you you hate this one. Wait, this is your like this is your passion. I will just stand back and and say yes, yes, I mm-hmm. agree with her. <laughs> Maggie, you look like so- you have something to say. Do you? Do you? Oh well. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, I don't I think that's it, other than uh I got something to say about your quote if you want to pop that in there. Well yeah, go ahead. You could you go ahead and set this up. I mostly did this for you because I I haven't really been picking quotes lately because it's more work for me and I don't wanna. But sure. uh but it is the format of the show, so uh why don't why don't you introduce my quote? So we discussed this last week and how uh Wonder Woman. Oh, Wonder Woman in, said, "Go to hell." Yeah, and they completely sort of whiff, like they they cut it off, and they just sort of whiff it, like mm-hmm. it. The lack of the word hell just hangs there. It's just like mm-hmm. it's the most distracting thing in the world. This episode, yeah, this is the uh, this is the fight in the bar with uh, Hawk yeah. and Dove. Ah! Now, how about you calm down, and I'll let you go. How about you kiss my ass? And is it, let's see here, it's, it's, how about you kiss my ass and it gets cut off into like an ah? Well, it, that's part of it is because the way, I mean, this gets into some fucking technical voice bullshit, but like Mm -hmm. the way the word, the way the word ass diagrams phonetically, Mm -hmm. no, you get enough of that vowel sound that you know exactly what word it is, but you're also saying little enough about it that you're not getting standards and practices to say, wait a minute, like you, yeah. Whereas hell, I don't think you can. No. That's how you cut off a swear word, Justice League. Yeah. So, see? You've you've kind of come around on the idea. Like, you kind of steadfastly said, no, this is, you can't do it that way. Yeah. And now I think. um, Well, you can't. It's like you just said. You can't do it with that word. Like. Yeah. If you're going to do it. Yeah. Do it right. Yep. (laughs) Damn it. And they did. They learned learned from their mistake Mm -hmm. and they did it better. So. All right. Anything else? I think that's everything I got. Very well. Well, that's all for this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned our Patreon, and I'm going to mention again. We have finally, like, I, and this is this has been almost entirely me, finally sort of come out of the dark tunnel of not making other content, and, and a bunch of our shows are about to come back. I am mm-hmm. actively editing the finale, uh, the second season finale, not the series finale, just the second season finale of our Star Trek fanfic show, Endeavor. Yep. Um, which has been delayed a year and a half because of things I've been going through. Mm-hmm. Um, my my other show, the uh, uh, comedic soap opera Contentment Corner, is also coming back. Like, we're producing regular audio drama and comedy again. And yeah. to to pay the voice actors for that, I divide up what we get from the Patreon, and it would help a lot if, if we had a little bit. Like, the more we get, the more I can pay them. And mm-hmm. they are all extremely talented people, m- many of whom... Don't have a lot of money and could use a little more, but 
yeah, I just want to emphasize once again, this doesn't really go in my pockets. It covers uh, yeah. production expenses and, you know, um, patreon.com slash Algar, a donation as little as uh, $1 a month gets you bonus content for this show where we're covering everything that we've yeah, done. Brave and the Bold. It will get you the bonus shorts of Endeavor. There's already a new one of those up. There'll be another mm-hmm. one up within the next few weeks. There's, um, there's, uh, when we did the death of podcast, the Terry Pratchett show, there's a few bonus episodes of yep. that that never went public. All of which there's, are very good. Well, thank you. What? Um, I missed that show. Like, you guys did a good job. Well, you know, if Terry Pratchett wasn't dead and still writing books, we'd still be doing it. But uh, <laughs> all the good ones die, so I don't know what to mm-hmm. tell you about that. Uh, so please consider uh, a pledge. It doesn't have to be much, but uh, it would really help. Like, like I'm going to tell you, I'm going to I'm gonna go a little manipulative here and say this. I'm not, I'm not lying. This gives my life meaning. This makes me yeah. happy in a way that nothing else does doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. And being able to pay for it means one less thing I got to worry about. And it, it just, it makes me a little happier. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I hate to play that card, but it, it's doing a lot for my mental health. No shit. Like, yeah. and giving me the means to, to pay people for their time would help a lot. So mm-hmm. please consider that. Um, Let's see. Next week. Next week, like I said, we are uh, one of the episodes is the Wonder Woman turns into a pig one, which mm-hmm. uh, our friend Sabrina said she wanted to be on. I, I need to double check and make sure she can make it. But um, she's been giving me shit about that episode for almost 20 years. Yep. So that should be a fun time. As long as you have known her. Yeah, basically, because I hated it back then. I've, mm-hmm. I've since come around on it, but it's I, a fun I, episode. I, will, I will certainly play along if it means like Sabrina's got a bit mm-hmm. like that's fine with me. <laughs> Um, it's been a while since we've had her on and I'd, I'd love to hear what she's, what she yeah. has to say to me. Uh, and the other one is fearful symmetry, which I don't know off the top of my head, except that it's a terrible poem about a tiger, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Does Catwoman Our, turn into a Catwoman again? No, I don't think we get Catwoman anymore for, yeah. you know, for bat reasons. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's all for this time and, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. See you folks. Twala hawk, twala dove. Ugh. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.